ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತ್ಯ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಸದ್ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಸಮಸ್ತ ಜನಕಲ್ಯಾಣೇ ನಿರತ ಕರುಣಾಮಯ ನಮಿ ಚಿನ್ಮಯ ದೇವಗುರು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ವಿದ್ವರು ಮನೋಜವಂ ಮಾರುತುಲ್ಯೇಗಂ ಜಿತೇಂದ್ರಿಯಂ ಬುದ್ಧಿಮತಾಂಬರಿಷ್ಟ ವಾತಾತ್ಮಜಂಬಾನರಯೂತಮುಖ್ಯಂ ಶ್ರೀರಾಮದೂತ ಶಿರಸ ನಮಿ ಸಂತೋಷಿಣೀ ಜಗನ್ಮಾತ ಮಮ ಸೌಭಾಗ್ಯವೃದ್ಧೇ ನಮಸ್ಕರೋಮಿ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನ ವರದಾಭವ ಶಂಕರಂ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವ ವಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂದೌನಃಪುನಃಮಪ್ರಣವಾಯಶುದ್ಧಜ್ಞಾನೈಗಮೂಕ್ತೇ ನಿರ್ಮಲಾ ಪ್ರಶಾಂದಾ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮುಕ್ತೇ ನಮಃ so <clears throat> we are taking the upanishad so therefore we need a introduction general introduction before <clears throat> we start the text so the veda means source of knowledge vidyate nyayate anena ಸೊ ಬಾಡಿ ಆಫ್ ಲಿಟ್ರೇಚರ್ ಥ್ರೂ ವಿಚ್ ವಿ ಕಮ್ ಟು ನೋ ಅಬೌಟ್ ದ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ವೇದಾಸ್ it is also called shruti because it was supposed to be heard by the rishis in their deep meditation so the vedas were vedas are called revealed knowledge therefore shrutis are heard literature it is not born out of a human intellect and therefore it is called apaurusheya supra human origin and they have been propagated in the tradition of karna parampara means it was teacher taught tradition teacher teaches us the student listens to it so karna parampara means heard tradition it's an oral tradition originally they were not in a written form they student used to listen to it they had lot of memory so they had kept the teaching in their memory and they must have made notes in their own vernacular the ganda lipi and all that was there before only after bhagwan vyasa it has taken some shape into the book form written form so we have 
పూర్వేద జుర్వేద యజుర్వేద సామవేద అథర్వణ వేద అండ్ దిస్ వాస్ట్ బాడీ ఆఫ్ లిటరేచర్ ఈజ్ బ్రాడ్లీ క్లాసిఫైడ్ ఇన్ టు టూ పోర్షన్ వన్ ఇస్ కాల్ వేద పూర్వ అనదర్ ఇస్ కాల్ వేద అంత సో ద వేద పూర్వ దే హ్యావ్ త్రీ టాపిక్స్ దే కాల్ సాధ్యత్రయం సాధనత్రయం దోషత్రయం సాధ్యత్రయం ప్రీ టైప్ ఆఫ్ సాధ్య ద గోల్ హ్యూమన్ గోల్ టు బి అచీవ్డ్ ఇస్ కాల్ సాధ్యం వేదపూర్వ టాక్స్ అబౌట్ ది త్రీ టైప్ ఆఫ్ హ్యూమన్ గోల్ వన్ ఇస్ కాల్ సెల్ఫ్ ఇంప్రూవ్మెంట్ మీన్స్ ఇంప్రూవ్మెంట్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ బాడీ our sense organs our mind etc physical strength for that there are so many rituals are there different kind of rituals for physical health mental health sense organs health <coughs> if you want to get the even in bhagavatam it is there sugamarshi gives a list of items people who have desire whom you should worship then you can attain that particular end so it's that for a happy marriage parvati is the one to be worshiped for wealth the kubera is to be worshiped for knowledge lord shiva is to be worshiped for progeny prajapati Maji is to be worshipped. For good health and strength of body, Indra is to be worshipped. For uh, something like that, there, are, there is a big list there, Shukumarshi gives. So, in Vedas also, they talk about this um, <coughs> self-improvement in different levels, different uh, methods, rituals are given. then the second goal is discussed is improvement of the possessions improving the house vehicle then relations or so relationship is a main, main problem so how to improve your relations with one another the reference to home family society etc so this is the second goal then they call upadi parishkara vishaya parishkara one is upadi upadi means physical body then vishaya objects what do you possess we possess so many things so wealth management how to manage your wealth then how to manage your house properties real estate you must have so many how to manage that then um, relationship there is another lot of relations most of the time we get involved in that only how to manage our relations so because you keep on adjusting the whole life ebbs away in that process but you feel like putting a stop to it when you can put a stop how to put a stop you can't put a stop unless you see there is some end to it some solution to it so you look up to the scriptures there are solutions they give you do that so vishaya parishkara third one is improvement of the setup <coughs> so surroundings setup means all these uh, most of our problem is when our setup is upside down then we say upset <laughs> so if the setup is good then you will get you will if not good then you will get upset so set up in the sense the situation in which you are suppose you say you are placed in a situation by fate you don't like it you want to change 
So there are some rituals for that, to improve your situation, <laughs> set up. So suppose you have a job which you don't like it, so how you don't know what to do with it, you don't get stuck up, you can consult somebody and they will tell you this this worship, this ritual you do, things will change. So this is one, that is called set-up change. Now these three, the three types of sadhyatrayam are discussed in the scriptures, Veda Purva, that is the Karmakanda. Improvement of possession, self-improvement, improvement of the setup. <clears throat> because we know that security and happiness depend upon these three factors. You can never enjoy your life because enjoyment depend upon yourself, your possession, your setup, the ambience. Without that, you cannot enjoy. These are the three goals talked about in Karmaganda. And to accomplish these three goals, three types of paths, disciplines are also given called sadhana train. One is a physical discipline, varieties of rituals. So this is called kaika sadhanani. Sadhanas with reference to physical body. Kaika sadhanani. Which includes so many things like sandhyavandhanam, maktihotra, etyadi, all those things are all considered different rituals. Nowadays it's not ritual, it's all puja. So whatever it is, so this is called physical discipline. Then vajika sadhanani, verbal discipline, in the form of japam, parayanam. So daily parayanam, daily chanting, like Vishwasasranama, Aridasasranama, Anuman Chalisa, Dhyari. These are all Vachika Sadhana. This is the discipline that you keep on a daily basis. And these are the discipline one should not give up. Even if you are a sannyasi. That is the rule. Even Bhagavan in Gita 18 chapter said, Pavanancha. So one should not give up these. So sometime when you, 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 I am a sannyasi, I have no rules, relations, then what happens? There is a story in Bhagavadam, Rishabhadev. He kept strict control, strict discipline. So this Parishit asked, why did he have to take such a discipline, hardship? And she said, unless you do that, you cannot take your mind for granted. <laughs> your mind will take you for a ride any time. It will slip small reason, that is enough. Then immediately a story is given also about Bharata. Bharata, you know, how he got attached to a deer. Then he became a deer, etc. The stories are very beautifully given. So that's why this Vajika Sadhanani, Japam, Parayanam, etc. These are all very important sadhana. Then third one is called Manasa Sadhanani. Varieties of Upasanas, meditation. So, Puja is not meditation. Puja is not Upasana. Puja is a physical activity. So, like worship or the rituals. So, Puja is not considered a Upasana. Upasana is sitting down and meditating. It's a mental activity. Meditating upon a chosen deity or form. This is called Upasana. So, 
physical discipline, verbal discipline, then the manasa discipline, manasa sadhanani. So that's why Upadesaram also, our Ramana Maharshi, Kaya Vak Manakkarya Muttamam, Poojanam Japas Chintanam Kramat. So, Kaya Karyam, Vak Karyam, Manak Karyam. So, three levels. The Lord also got three aspects. One is a physical aspect, another is His name, third one is His absolute nature. So, three levels one should perform the sadhana. So, sadhyatrayam is oneself, possession and setup. Sadhanatrayam, kaika sadhana, vachika sadhana, manasa sadhana. Now, after dealing with these two, the scripture talk about doshatrayam. Even though you pursue all this, there are three types of dosha defect in this pursuit. So, one is, it is whatever be your achievement. Either it is possession-wise or physical-wise or relationship-wise or ambience-wise. It is called Dukkha Misrita. They are always mixed with pain. There is no enjoyment in this world without its flip side, (laughs) without its sorrow. It has got its own share of sorrow. So, Dukkha Misrita. You know, there is nothing called, what do you call that? Problem-free relationship. (laughs) You know, the kids always, (laughs) the youngsters always look for that. problem-free relationship. There is nothing like that. Once you got into a relationship, there is always a problem. You have to be ready for it. So, there is no pure joy. They do give joy, but mixed with pain. The, the pain associated with, a lot of pain, associated with acquisition, pain associated with preservation, Pain associated with loss. So, when you lose it, there is a pain. Before getting it, there is a pain. How to get it, plan it, work hard, then to maintain it. So, that's why this chema and yoga chema is the main problem in life. Yoga means apraptasya prapti, that which you don't have, you want to gain. Then praptasya rakshanam is uh, chema. So even when they write letter also, they will say, Yoga Kshema, how is your Yoga Kshema? So this Yoga and Kshema is, seems to be our whole life. But whatever be, it is Dukkha Mishritam. That one problem, the defect. Second problem is, it never gave you total satisfaction. And therefore, you continue to struggle. The struggle is perpetuated. It is like a gambler. Even if he wins, he doesn't satisfy him. He wants more. He wants more. So, Atrupti Karatvam is the second defect. Any self-sense enjoyment, you cannot say, I am satisfied. Even though you may say satisfied, let us say you have a good meal, you are satisfied at that time. But after a few hours, again, (laughs) you are hungry. So, so too, any sense pleasure also. It temporarily gives you certain satisfaction. But then, it cannot be completely satiated. So that is why our um, the Yayati said that Najatu Kama Kama Anam Samyati. So the Kama, the desire is such that indulgence in the sense object is not going to 
satiate the hunger for pleasure. It will never go. So that is why the Prithoyadi Grihitva Dandam Angam Galitam Palitam Tundam Dasana Vihinam Jatam Mundam Prithoyadi Grihitva Dandam Tadapina Munchati Asha Pindam Here goes an old man precariously holding on to a stick to stand up. His hair is turned grey, toothless mouth, completely dilapidated body. We think that he is completely matured. No. Even then, Ashapindam, he is not free from this desire to enjoy. So, Adruptikaratvam is the second dosha. <coughs> then the third dosha is Bandhagatvam. So, they are all dependent. They will never give you freedom. It will lead to more and more enslavement only. <coughs> Therefore, instead of strengthening the individual, they only weaken the person. This is called Bandhagattva. Bandhanam means what? Bondage. Bondage means what? Dependence. Dependence means what? Weak. Weakness. Make you weak personality-wise. Any dependence. If you have a weakness for something, that will, you know, the whole story of all the Puranas, you can see that. How one get destroyed. In Mahabharata war itself, you see. Bhagavan uses that weakness for what? Destroying that person. See, Dronacharya was such a great invincible warrior. What happened? He had one weakness. His son. <laughs> Ashwatthama. So Bhagavan used that weakness to destroy him. So the same way, each character we can see, Pradharashtra had one weakness. His son Duryodhana. The whole Bhavarada war took place. So what everybody, if you look at it, Small weakness. You may say that it is a small weakness. I have only this one. Everything else I don't have. But that is enough to destroy you. So this is the third problem. Bandhagattvam. So Dukkha Mishridam, Adruptikarattvam, Bandhagattvam. These are the intrinsic defects. So we have this Sadhyatrayam, Sadhanatrayam, then the doshatraya. These are the three topics in the, the karmaganda. Now, <clears throat> generally, majorities of people are satisfied with these sadhanas and sadhyas. Even though they suffer these doshas. Because if you ask them, you know, the other day I remember one boy came and asked me, Swamiji, I'm getting married. Bless me. So I foolishly asked him, why are you getting married? So this boy looked at me and said, what else to do? Everybody is doing it, I am also doing it. So this is the general tendency. Even though they know that there are problems, but what else to do? There is no other thing to do. So we get, we, we get settled, mentally we get settled. We get settled. This is what is life. We settle there. <coughs> Majorities of them are satisfied with this, even though they court suffering. They know it. It's not that they don't know. But there are rare ones. Experience these doshas, they look for some other goal which are defect-free. Very few people seek this dosha-rahita sadhya. A goal which is defect-free. 
and to those advanced people vedanta addresses vedanta says i do have a nirdosha sadhyam defect free goal therefore this vedanta becomes relevant for those people for whom veda purva becomes irrelevant or non appealing it is not that they will not do it but they are not totally dependent upon that they know the limitations now we have to find out what does vedanta says to those matured people it says that the dosha rahitam sadhyam the defect free goal is brahman so that's why in gita also nirdosham hi samam brahma tasmat brahmani deshitah stitah so brahman is nirdosham bhagavan in gita everything is that actually that is the beauty is rise the whole gita vedas Brahman is free from defects. Naturally, the seeker is all enthusiastic to achieve that Brahman. And to that seeker, Vedanta gives a shocking statement. What does it say? Kindly don't seek that Brahman. Don't go after that Brahman. you will never find that brahman why because you are that brahman tattvam asi that defectory brahman is you this is the revealing statement now when a student listens to this he gets into a problem now what is that see until now he heard until he were heard vedanta he was looking upon himself as full of doshas from defect because i am not nobody say i am defect free i am perfect person everybody look upon themselves as some problem or other we have i am not perfect so i am saturated with doshas because i have annamaya pranamaya manomaya vijnanamaya anandamaya kosha alottama riddled with doshas this is called jiva an individual self even if i have a good opinion about myself my family members tell me or the society tell me or my friends tell me or enemies tell me that you are useless <laughs> you are you are useless in spite of attending even vedanta class you <laughs> tell what is the use of attending all these classes what is the use of going for puja and all that so people will tell you point of finger my vision about myself i am sadosha jeevaha and what is vedanta statement nirdosham brahma tum asi you are that defect free brahman this is the vision of shastra but my vision is what <laughs> i am full of defects naturally there is a very very serious doubt am i sadosha jeeva or am i nirdosha brahma I cannot dismiss Vedas because Vedas are coming from the Lord Himself, and therefore defect-free knowledge. Vedas are called Adushta Pramanam. So, Adushta Pramanam is our Pramanam. Pramanam means instrument of knowledge. Like eyes, ear, nose, tongue, and our intellect and mind. These are all Adushta Pramanam. It has got its own limitations. whereas vedas come from the lord adushta pramanam defect free so i cannot 
సో హ్యూమన్ ఇన్స్ట్రుమెంట్స్ కాల్ సదుష్ట ప్రమాణం ప్రమాణాన్ని సో ఐ కెనాట్ టేక్ లైట్లీ ద వేదిక్ ట్రెడిషన్ రవలేషన్ అట్ ద సేమ్ టైమ్ ఐ నో మై డిఫెక్ట్స్ ఆర్ నాట్ మై ఇమాజినేషన్ ఐఎమ్ వెరీ క్లోజ్లీ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్డ్ ఇట్ పెర్ఫార్ ఐ కెనాట్ డిస్మిస్ మై అనుభవ ప్రమాణం ఇస్ మై ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ దెర్ఫోర్ అనుభవ ప్రమాణం సేస్ ఐఎమ్ విత్ డిఫెక్ట్స్ వేర్ ఐ శాస్త్ర సేస్ ఐఎమ్ డిఫెక్ట్ ఫ్రీ బ్రహ్మన్ and therefore i should go in for a enquiry this is called self enquiry in order to find out which is a fact and which is a misconception this enquiry is conducted this self enquiry leads one to self discovery which will negate all misconception about oneself and once i am a seeker of knowledge then i should go for an appropriate means of knowledge or instrument of knowledge so once you want this knowledge the next point is what i should go for an appropriate means of knowledge so like color knowledge requires the means of a pair of eyes sound etc so there are six pramanas instruments of knowledge pratyaksha anumana upamana arthapatti anupalabdhi and sixth one is called shabda pratyaksha means you know direct perception with our eyes ear nose tongue these are all pratyaksham direct knowledge anumana means inference you infer seeing something you infer so the car is outside then you infer what swami ji is inside not necessary but then is called inference you see some indication and then say is that upamana is a comparison so this is used in the all the poetry and all that it's a comparison so this comparative language we use most of the time he is a tiger oh, tiger and him what is this but he is like a tiger certain gunas of a tiger this person has got certain attribute of a tiger he is a lion among men you know that he is a lion but certain attributes of the lion is there in him so this is called upamana arthapatti is knowledge of absence of anything anupalabdhi absence of anything now rabbit horn it is not there so it's a knowledge there are certain things impossibility is to be known isn't it because vandhya putraha is this possibility this is a knowledge that you should know vandhya khapushpaha this the flower sky flower sasha shringaha the rabbit horn so these are all the certain things which are not possible that is also a knowledge anupalabdhi means what something happened before and you come to know later something that you open your door suddenly water water everywhere what do you say must have rain last night or this uh, devadattah divamna bakshed day time he never eat but he is like before he is very healthy that means what must be eating in the night <laughs> so this kind of a assumption is called anupalabdhi then sixth one is called shabda shabda pramanam is words words that is given in our scriptures 
So these are six pramanas, instruments of knowledge. Five of them are turned outward. Pratyacha, Anumana, Upamana, Arthavati, Anuvalapti. They are all depending upon outside evidence. Only one, none of them meant to observe myself. They are all Behir Mukha Pramanani, not Antar Mukha Pramana. And external pramanas are not useful for self-knowledge. Eyes cannot see my face. In fact, eyes cannot see itself. Tongue cannot taste itself. They are meant to see or taste or experience others, our object, other than it. Therefore, we can eliminate these five pramanas and take up the sixth pramanam which can reveal my nature. That pramanam is called Vedanta pramanam. I hope pramanam word you know. Pramanam means pramakaranam. Prama means knowledge. That by which you gain knowledge. So all our senses are called pramanam. Instrument of knowledge. So, Jnanendriyas, it's otherwise called Jnanendriyas. So, that Pramanam is Vedanta Pramanam, which is meant for revealing my nature. Therefore, Vedanta serve like a mirror. I cannot look at my face without a mirror. So, if you therefore same way, if you want to know your nature, you should use the Vedanta Darpana. Darpana means mirror. The mirror of Vedanta you should use. And of course, when you use the mirror, you have to use eyes also. In addition to your eyes, you require a mirror also to see yourself or your face. So to, to know yourself, you need an additional pramana called Vedanta. And therefore, what should I do to attain Brahman? Study the scriptures and inquire into the nature of Brahman. Now question is, how do I know how to use the instrument of knowledge called Vedanta? Next problem. Vedanta says, never attempt to use Vedanta Pramana by yourself. Books are available in the library, in the bookstore, we buy it. We start reading it. Nowadays everything is, you can Google it and get it also. So why you need somebody's help? Sankaracharya says, Panditopi Swatantrena Brahmanveshanam Nakuryad. Even if you are a Pandita, inquiry into the nature of Brahman should not be undertaken independently. So learn the operation of Vedanta Pramana properly from a Guru teacher. When we say that, we look at, uh, think that, we think that we are trying to, you know, impose this particular theory. We are all modern people. We don't need any help. See, look at the material, worldly things. Even for a tennis player, how many coaches are there? <laughs> a different level of coaches are there, isn't it? Now US Open is coming. You see, you ask interview any one of them, they will tell you. <laughs> How many gurus they went through <laughs> to come to that point. They could have just looked at some, uh, what you call, internet and then started playing. No, <laughs> there has to be a physical teacher. 
That is what happened in all these yogas that teach on the TVs. They think that they don't need any guru. Then what happened? They break there some place, some nerve problem. <laughs> Now something happened. <laughs> Then they become permanently gone. Pranayama also, somebody learned like that through internet or some TV things. And then what happened? totally damaged. The nervous system is very dangerous. You should have a physical guru to guide you, otherwise you get into trouble. Now with Vedanta Shravanam, Mananam, Dhyasanam. These are the three Atmava, Are, Shrotavya, Mantavya, Dhyasidavya. That you will receive. Mahindra. The more you look into Vedanta, more you come to know yourself. Like the more you look into the mirror, you are going to see yourself with clarity. It may be seemingly an extrovert activity. Listening to Vedanta is also an extrovert activity. But it will turn you into yourself. Like looking at the mirror is an external activity. But finally, what is the result? You are just yourself, isn't it? You are not adjusting the reflection. You are adjusting yourself. <clears throat> Shastric knowledge is never extrovert. It will put you back into yourself. Now the question is, what is Shravanam? It is a systematic analysis of Vedanta Shastram to arrive at the central teaching. Extracting the central teaching of Vedanta is Shravanam. Vedanta Vijnana Sunishchidartha Sanyasa Yoga Yata Yashuddha Sattva Vedanta Vijnana Sunishchidartha So, listening to Vedanta and arriving at the right understanding, not your own <laughs> interpretation. No. What Vedanta says is to be understood as it is said, not interpreted by your intellect. So that is why the problems also in the society, there are different schools of thought. Different Acharyas, teachers, they champion, their theory is the highest. <laughs> And everybody get their own crowd. Apne apne bakra milte hi hai. So, for this Shravanam, so there is also how to listen. There are characteristics of listening also given. So our teachers have thoroughly analyzed everything. So for this Shravanam, six factors are required to be taken into consideration. Upakrama, Upasamharao, Abhyasa, Apurvata, Phalam, Arthavadaha, Upapattija, Lingam, Tatparya Nirnaye. So a teacher has to use all these six factors when he is teaching a particular topic. Upakrama Upasamhara Now this is the lakshana of a shastra. Like Bhagavad Gita is considered a shastra. Shastra means what? Chasanath shastraha hitam upatishati shastraha That which teaches you what is good for you. That is called Shastra. <laughs> so, this Shastra has got Upakrama Upasamhara. So, what you started with, what you end with should be in line. There should not be any contradiction. So, that is why in lecture also, anybody who public speakers, they should be very careful. The first sentence, they should say, what they are going to discuss in the whole, whole lecture. The first line should say, 
then afterwards each topic the, that particular topic will be subdivided into subtopics each topic will be dealt with in detail then finally he should conclude summarize the whole thing and this is how upakrama upasamhara this is the way every speaker should speak or book should be written also in the same way <coughs> but what happened to us is you know that's why our thesis those indian scientists also they are very brilliant people but this problem is upakrama upasamhara is a problem <coughs> what is to be written first and what is to be written later they get mixed up <laughs> so unnecessary thing they keep on writing <laughs> they don't come to the point <laughs> the people who read the note they say, what is this they will reject but they should know what is more important that should be highlighted first then only you can catch the crowd are you not so you can see ಭಗವಾನ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಇನ್ ಗೀತಾ ಅಶೋಚ್ಯಾನ್ಯಶೋಜಸ್ತುಂ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾವಾದಾಂಶಸೆ ಗತಾಸೂ ನ ಗತಾಸೋಚಂತಿ ಪಟ್ಟಿದ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಗ್ರೀವಿಂಗ್ ಫಾರ್ ದೋಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಡಿಸರ್ವ್ ಎನಿ ಗ್ರೀಫ್ ಬಟ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಟಾಕಿಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಎ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಪಂಡಿತ್ ದೇನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹಿ ಕನ್ಕ್ಲೂಡೆಡ್ ಸರ್ವಧರ್ಮಾನ್ ಪರಿತ್ಯಜ್ಯ ಮಾಮೇಕಂ ಶರಣಂ ವೃಜ ಅಹಂ ತ್ವಾಪೇಭ್ಯೋ ಮೋಕ್ಷಯಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಮಾಶು ಚ mahasuja do not grieve he started with grieve not end also with grieve not there is a complete harmony synchronization between upakrama and upasamhara there is no contradiction then abhyasa abhyasa means exercise so exercise in the form of same idea is repeated reiterated in different way so in second chapter you see bhagwan has listed all the topic but each topic is taken again and given different different exercises and then this is called is very important because we may think that one listening you will get it no you will not get it so repetition in vedanta is not considered a defect it is deliberately done to emphasize a point to drive home certain ideas so abhyasah then apurvata it should be something rare the topic that is discussed should be apurvam it is not ordinarily available to now the concept of surga concept of punya papa dharma adharma these are all a concept which a human mind cannot ordinarily think that when you perform an action it has got two results one is pratyaksha balam another is adrishya balam so adrishtam phalam that unseen result that is also according to the motive of the action the person's motive it is categorized as punya and papa merit or sin this kind of a thought it is not give ordinarily we will be able to conceive so it is given by the shastra apurvata phala what is the result result is one should know what is the goal ultimate goal of life everybody says what is the meaning of life matlab kya hai so there was one teenager 18 year old boy who was very well to do family he committed suicide I went and asked what is the reason why he did he leave any note? He said, yeah. He said he could not find any meaning in life. So he died. So a lot of the youngsters nowadays they are all great seekers but they don't have a proper guidance. <clears throat> so Phalam what is the goal? What do you get out of this? we should know then arthavada arthavada means glorification this teaching has to be glorified otherwise unless you hold a carrot in front you will not be interested that's why in all the chanting vishwasarama all the palasudhi is there how do you get out of this so one has to glorify 
So in Gita also you see meditation, that's uh, Dhyana Yoga. So many places Bhagavan has praised this Dhyana in so many ways. Yasmin stito na dukhe na guru na Having established in this, even a tornado or unhappiness come, you will not be shaken. So these are all called Arthavada. So praise should be there, glorification. Upapatti. Upapatti means logic. So certain the, the, the logical way of proving the points. So Shastra uses logic to prove, to drive home certain point. So these are the six lingas factors taken into consideration while listening to the Shastra. Systematic, consistent study of Vedanta for a length of time under the guidance of a competent teacher. Now who is a competent teacher? The one who was a competent disciple. <coughs> and thus Shravanam will give me Atma Jnanam. Then I am not a Satosha Jeevaha but I am that Nardosham Brahma Aham Brahmasmi Idit Jnanam comes. This is called Shravanam. Now what is Mananam? Mananam is meant to remove all doubts. I can accept easily that I am defect-free Brahman. This, our intellect is not going to accept that easily. As long as doubts are there, knowledge is as good as ignorance. Therefore, Mananam exercise is freeing the knowledge from all doubts. Our own mind divided into two, one start questioning, another start answering. So in the Manana, we use the logic that is given by the Shastra and slowly, slowly, Samshay and the Vritti comes. This is what we are doing in the study group called Loud Mannam. Ah. And then Nididhyasanam is meditation. This is for internalization of this teaching by dwelling upon the doubt-free knowledge. It can be in the form of reading, writing, discussing or teaching. Also meditating. So meditation doesn't mean only sitting in a corner, closing your eyes and thinking about God. That alone is not meditation. While teaching also it is a meditation because one and a half hours, one hour, the teacher has to single-pointedly think about that <laughs> topic. Listening also is meditation. And if you have to write, that is also considered meditation. Or single-pointedly if you are able to read, that is also considered meditation. It is one of the method, what is required is that your mind should be dwelling upon the teaching. The idea is to decondition ourselves. Meditation is a process to decondition ourselves. Why? Because we have conditioned ourselves all the time thinking that I am a defective jiva, I am dependent upon external factors, my security, peace and joy. There are so many varieties of self-conditioning. We don't know what type of conditionings we have. 
That is why when you want to take sannyas, that is the time your mind starts struggling. What will happen to me? Who will look after me? Who will take care of me in my old age? And you start looking around people with families and then at least they are having somebody. Sanyasi yoga to koan milega. Suddenly a fear comes. <laughs> you will never be able to take sanyasi. Sanyas is the one who is free from all fear. Total surrender to the Lord. Unless you have that conviction that the Lord will take care of me. Read the book of Tagonji Maharaj, you know. Wandering to the Himalayas, Ishara Darshan, then Kailas Yatra and all that. You can see it is lived. <laughs> Sanyasa is not a sanyasa. Why? Because so many conditioning. Conditioning means what? Dependence. Weaknesses. Oh, how will I live without this? <laughs> how can I live without this? This thought is the problem. Conditioning. All of them will surface in meditation. And it has to be dealt with. In fact, our entire lifestyle driven by these conditionings. Unfortunately, we are only changing our type of activity. We never question our condition. Even though we failed in transforming our lives, we have worsened the conditions. We never make an attempt to decondition ourselves, even though you know it. The thought never comes, I should overcome this. That thought doesn't come. We start complaining to people around, why they are not providing me this. <laughs> but we never think, how I can overcome this problem. Once I discover this fact, the other three, sadhyatrayam, sadhanatrayam, doshatrayam will not become a problem. Their arrival or departure will never make any difference. <laughs> it is that there are two types of samsara. When things and people are around, I feel the burden. And when they are absent, I feel emptiness. This is called samsara. When they are there, you are suffocated. When they are not there, you feel miserable. Eto samsara. <laughs> now, what is moksha? The presence or absence does not make any difference. That is called moksha. Uh, they are there or not there. Think of a mind. I am not talking about people alone. <laughs> Security, emotional ties, relationship, uh, they are there or not. Okay, they are there, fine. They are not there also, fine. If, can, if I can enjoy such state of mind, I have benefited from this knowledge. Now these are the points to be taken into consideration before we enter into the Upanishad study.
thought this is the first time when you should, you should have some preliminary ideas before we get into the topic. Okay. Thank you. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnavadaya Purnamevavasishyade Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Hari Om Next class is on the first, right? First, first September. Sunday.